Hello, hello. Yes, hello. It's me, Travis, aka P Dog, on this Thursday night, December 20th. It's time for number 126. This is Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike is on the move, on mission for our veterans and our military, telling those stories, getting that good stuff going. And like I said, it is 126, so let us begin. And I'm doing something different. Well, every Every episode or every podcast is different. I'm trying to vary things. And I thought it'd be cool to kind of tell you what my Christmas list would be if I had a wish list for like military stuff. Some of this is off the wall. Some of this is not. But, um, you know, we'll have some fun with it anyway, okay? But first things first, I have to say that you will never hear me say happy holidays or Merry Xmas or let's have a fast. It's Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas. How are you doing? Hi, I'm Travis. Merry Christmas. Hey, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and to your family. So good to see you. Hello. Merry Christmas. Are, are you getting it? It's all about the Christmas the Christmas, okay? It's not, you know, a happy holiday hour or we're having a party in the wintertime. It is Christmas. And if you don't like that, you're probably not going to like uh, this podcast. So go ahead and just, I know, sinister one, you don't want me to do this, but turn it off right now if you can't handle the word Christmas because we're doing it here on Oscar Mike Radio. You can find out more about Oscar Mike Radio on OscarMikeRadio.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Oscar Mike Radio and Twitter and Instagram. Hit those likes, hit those follows, and let's get started. Now, I'm going to do the first part of this podcast where I talk about things that I want for the military and then things that I want for the podcast. Yeah, trying to uh, get by giving, I guess. I don't know. So the first thing that I want for this year from Santa Mattis, I don't know if I just committed blasphemy or heresy, please, General, forgive me if, if you take umbrage at that, but it's just to me, you would be like Santa Claus in the Marine Corps uh, in a good way. But the first thing that I want from the military Santa, let's just do that, is what is up with these freaking yellow PT belts? I'll have a picture in the blog post. I'm like, get out. Just get out. I see a whole platoon of soldiers or sailors or Marines. Does the Air Force run? Not really sure. Running with these yellow reflective pieces of plastic on them. And the first thing that comes to mind is, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, That's not very tactical. And if you're running on base... If you can't see 200 people running towards you at the same time, what's a a yellow belt going to do for you? And if you're out in the field doing like a boots and utes run or something else, and you've got to have this belt on, well, doesn't that mean someone can spot you? Also, doesn't that mean there's another piece of gear that's you, the soldier, sailor, marine, air force, maybe, I don't know, has to keep track of? all the time, keep it in good repair, prepare it for inspection, 
clean it, clean it again, fold it up real nice, prepare for inspection, put it away, bring it out Monday for Monday PT, Wednesday PT, Friday PT, right? You got to bring all the stuff out. And then at the end of your tour or your duty station or wherever, you got to turn in to get the sign off. I mean, of all the things our military personnel need, is that really a need? What I'm curious about is who got the contract for it? Is it made in China? And how, how did that get approved? Somebody lobbied some congressman, some joint chiefs of staff, staff member, some general somewhere that this would be a really good idea. And, you know, they got it through. Somebody got a contract to make these things, provide these things. The military bought them from some supplier somewhere. Someone is making a killing on these because I guarantee you they don't cost, you know, five dollars. They're, they're, they're not three dollars. They're not a buck. They're probably more along the lines of a lot more money than you would think for a piece of reflective plastic. So the very first thing that I want for Christmas is the end of the PT belt. End it. I didn't need it. You you might make the exception for the road guard vest. If you're going to dress people up in something that is really like to make them stand out, the road guard vest is pretty effective, probably about the same cost. Uh, road guards needed them for drill and squad runs, so on and so forth. So I can see that, but everything else is not needed. So Santa Mattis, Santa Baby, get rid of that PT belt for me. That's the first thing that yours truly, P-Dog, wants. Second thing, and like I said on my preview on Instagram, Twitter, Google+, everywhere else is, you know, some of this would be funny, some of it wouldn't be. This is not so fun, but I, I want to raise it as a, as a possible ask. I, I would like some real research done in the area of weapons, from sidearms all the way up to light cruiser weapons. When you think about the history of, of firearms, whether way back to the, the, the match and flintlock rifles all the way up to what they have now, it, there's been advances to be sure. They're, they're, they're more stable, lighter, all that. Yes, great. But it's still pretty much the same thing. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a quantity of, of gunpowder or some kind of uh, ignitable propellant that's mated to some kind of um, solid state uh, warhead. And I call it a warhead, bullet, munition, whatever. That's designed to be, you know, forced out of a, a tube uh, projectile device, close or far away, to inflict damage on your enemy. Right, and and that's there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's it is what it is. Machine guns changed the whole nature of warfare in World War One. Certainly, the big uh, General Electric uh, Gatling gun on the A10 changed uh, how. We engaged tanks and towed artillery in the Iraq War forever. And, and again, some of the M16s and M4 variants now and some of the other countries' um, firearms they issue out to troops are really uh, groundbreaking in that regard. I mean, really, uh, just, just awesome uh, devices. 
They're light, five to eight pounds, nine pounds maybe loaded, right? Ambidextrous, mount a sight on them, put a shotgun, put an M203 grenade launcher on them. Uh, there's not much you can't do with them, but it's still a, a brass shell with propellant inside of it mated to a projectile. And all I want, so we can continue to be an effective fighting force, not for the coolness factor, not because, you know, I've got any financial stake in the game, just to really be on the cutting edge of, you know, how we engage our enemies. There has to be something else. Maybe there's, maybe there's not. Maybe maybe people have already asked this question and it's it's already there and it's been solved and we've moved on. But you would have to think that if you could design some kind of system that could have the same kind of cyclic rate, and cyclic rate is how many rounds per minute, second, hour, the system can put out uh, the same kind of, of, of weight or, or lighter, but with, with more or the same lethality, that would be a, 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 a progress. And why is that important? No matter what kind of, of conflict you engage in, it should never be a fair fight, ever. You should never be in a fair fight with anyone, ever. We don't want to go into a conflict it being fair. You don't want to do it in home defense. You don't want to do it in, in any kind of, of cybersecurity threat landscape. You don't want to do it in, in, in any kind of organized team sport, any kind of conflict, whether it's a team sport, individual sport, any kind of, of, of idea of fair has to be thrown out the window. And I just have to feel with some of the things around uh, rail guns and lasers and other kinds of, of technology out there, what's the holdup? Uh, you could say that you know the wooden club from back in the Stone Age is still an effective weapon. Yes. If you are, if you are in a conflict, whether it's 400, 800, 1,200 years ago, or 1,200 years in the future, if you have the equivalent of a baseball bat, you're going to be able to possibly defend yourself and destroy your enemy, especially if you get the drop on them. So I'm not saying that the prototypical M4 AK-47 type weapon system is out of date or out of scope. I, I would just like to see us look at something else just to see what would happen, okay? Third thing, and this is kind of... Um, I'll get into this, but the third thing I want is I'd like to see some more work done in the area of some kind of power armor or powered exoskeleton. I started reading about this. Part of the reason I'm really into this is I, I like the Warhammer science fiction, the Warhammer 40K science fiction. I'll say it right now, and that's always a, a good read for... Uh, you know, an escape and, and some really cool stories sometimes. I liked uh, StarCraft as a kid, played that all the way through, and, and liked the idea of, of powered, armored space marines. And then uh, I'm more of a DC comic guy, but um, Marvel has this character called the Punisher, and one time the Punisher, who is a marine, by the way, he's going up against these... Uh, group called the Reavers and they were like cybernetic Australian you know bad guys 
one guy had a, um, you know, his torso mount into this track vehicle and it was armored and all this other stuff, but he wore this suit of power armor and it gave him a, a huge advantage in combat. Plus, the kids would ask me about all the games that have, like uh, the Call of Duty games that have the power ar- armor in it and, you know, Dad, what's up with that? And it got me thinking, you know, what is up with that? Why, why would I want to see that? Well, again, for the ground troop, the battlefield is getting more and more lethal, but our enemy is still using... Let's say our enemy. Let's th- let's think Afghanistan. Let's think Iraq. Here, they don't have advanced, complex weapon systems. They really don't. They are wrecking havoc in areas with the equivalent of pots and pans loaded up with junk and and bolts and rocks and pieces of plastic made into a uh, detonation system powered by a cell phone. And what is happening is it's very hard to patrol on the ground. Because of them, they're cheap to produce. These mines, these IEDs are easy to put out. And they're very effective. And I would like to see power armor. My Christmas would have power armor that could, as the soldier is walking, right, there is a sensor that is either emanating out from his feet or some kind of sensor somewhere that could scan the ground and show some kind of image in his helmet visor uh, of what's underneath the ground. So you could see something that looked like an IED before you even stepped on it. And then the armor would also have something that would, you know, jam that signal or, you know, some kind of like EMP, real weird whacked out thing to kill the ability for the batteries to ignite, right? Just that alone, if, if your armor could do that, uh, it would it would it would save lives, but of course, if you had powered armor that that could help you move about and carry heavy loads, you could also be more lethal. You could you could have you know the equivalent of an M two forty golf as a sidearm, rocking in rock and roll mode, no problem at all. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? You could carry more weapons. You could carry more you know, bullets or ammunition, more supplies, more everything. And it would also hopefully reduce the wear and tear on the soldier's body. I have friends of mine who serve in the infantry and their shoulders and back are just done, just absolutely done. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, you have power armor that could detect IEDs, built-in night vision, so on and so forth. You have power armor that would allow you to carry more ammunition and, you know, bigger guns, check. And then you have power armor that could reduce wear and tear on a soldier's, on a soldier's body. It just seems to me to be a win-win-win all around. So from a, from a military wow, from a military perspective, that is what you know, P-Dog wants for the military for Christmas in 2018. Santa Mass, do you have me, baby? And I would love to talk to you about that at some point in my life, if I ever got the chance. So I'll have some links in the blog post about the PT belt and power armor and all that good stuff, but that's what I want. So let's talk about 
the podcast in terms of what I want for the podcast for Christmas. Because you know, I got asked that question at the uh, veteran-owned, veteran-operated event that Jonathan Gosson had at his store a couple weeks ago. And he allowed me to live cast from his store. It was a great time. But I got asked after the live cast, well, what do you want for Oscar Mike Radio? I'm like, you know, I really don't know. Haven't really thought about it. Start thinking about it. What do I want for Oscar Mike Radio for Christmas? I think that I would want, the first thing I would want is to be able to use this podcast to really start adding value to either the person I'm or thing that I'm talking about. Not that I don't already, but really take some time and get good guests that that by talking to them and understanding their story, I can figure out a way to really make it about them and make sure that their story and, and what they're trying to do is given value because of what I do. So that's the first thing. The second thing is a lot of people have asked me about swag, merch, stuff. So for Christmas, I'm going to want to get with uh, my good buddy Jonathan, and we are starting to plan some true merchandise offerings for Oscar Mike Radio in 2019. And also when you see me out doing a, a live cast at an event or talking to somebody I won't be some dude in, in, a, in a shirt just holding a microphone up. You'll you'll actually be like, oh, that's Oscar Mike Radio. Eh, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. But the idea is, is to have some stuff. Working on the shirts right now, kind of dialing that in. Uh, the first one was received very well. Jonathan did a great job. And speaking of which, if you have some you know, printing or promotional needs that you need met, uh, check out uh, VOVOprints.com. Tell them that uh, Travis sent you from Oscar Mike Radio and he will take care of you. Last thing for me for Christmas in 2018 for Oscar Mike Radio is uh, I, I just want to be able to create good stuff, man. Like I really don't need any more equipment at this point. I really just need a couple of logistic things and administrative things that are, are you, the listener, will never see, never really be exposed to, but, you know, I need to get done. But doing these things will allow me to continue to create uh, great content. I've been asked about sponsorship. Some people have approached me about sponsoring me. I'm very flattered and very humbled. Not quite sure I want to do that just yet. But it's, it's very uh, enticing and very flattering. Very, very flattering. I mean, a lot of people behind the scenes have been listening since day one. They've heard me make progress. They know what I'm about. And it, it's very flattering to have them approach me about having them become more involved in Oscar Mike Radio. So that's pretty much it. I want to be able to add value to my, my guests and the stories I tell I want to be able to provide uh, merchandise or some kind of branding so when I'm out in the community or out in general, people will be like, oh, yeah, well, that's Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then 
I want to refine some things in the back end to to make this uh, better. These things may or may not cost a lot of money. Not really. It's, it's just more I need to make the time to sit down, strategize, and then execute. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I guess the last thing I need is just to really be efficient with my time and make certain things happen. And oh, yes, one more, one more small thing is I really hope to, in 2019, be able to network more effectively with other people in the military and podcast community and media community to uh, get this out there. Lots of good stuff happened because of the live streams. Very excited to see where that's going to take me. Different. It's very, very different from doing a podcast. What you hear with this 126 and what I'm doing right now are going to be two different things when I get done with them. But a, a live cast is live. It, it catches everything. Every mistake I make is there. Every time I make a you know a brain fart or click a button on a keyboard wrong, it, it, it's, it's there, folks. And it just shows you how good a professional has to be to make it in this business. So I'm working toward that end. And I'm going to close with the, the, the very, 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 very last thing I want is to really keep making the, the good connections and, and meeting the new people and getting some good friendships and some good acquaintances out of Oscar Mike Radio. The time people have taken to talk to me and to tell me about their story and to allow me to tell their story has really been humbling and rewarding at the same time. And I want to be able to keep doing that. So it's all about taking care of the good old pipes here and being able to be uh, open and welcoming of, of being uncomfortable. Sometimes to learn and to take criticism, I got to be able to do it to, to be effective. So I want to keep that hungry spirit going. And right now I'm getting ready to finish uh, Christmas shopping You'll notice that I, I don't really want things. I just want the ability to enjoy life and enjoy my time with you all. So that's it for now. Uh, we'll see if Santa Mattis will ever make an appearance on Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you very much. Safe, safe travels for next week. I hope you have a safe, happy, and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And I will talk to you soon. We're on the move.